John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Seth Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, everybody. This is the High Game Podcast, everybody. It is such a High Game Podcast, Ed. Yeah, what do we talk about, John? We talk about guitars all the time. That's cool. What's the weather like? It's hot and getting hotter. I love it. Global warming. Uh, that I don't love. Do not love. Well, then you'll be happy to hear it doesn't exist. Oh, great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Where are we, John? We are in beautiful West Seattle, Washington. It is beautiful out here right now. It I, is. It is. I got to tell you, there's that like seasonal thing with Seattle where seasonal depression-y thing where it's gray. And, it's a thing. Man, I notice it a little bit when it's just rainy and gray. But when I actually really notice it uh-huh. is when it gets like it is right now where it's just beautiful out. And I'm just stoked. Because it's not fucking gray and rainy. I'm the same way. Yeah, because we're old. And our bones ache. Yeah. We're creaky. Super creaky, guys. It's real cool. What's going on? Well. We gave away that guitar pedal. We did. That was cool. Congratulations to Chris Shank. Yeah. We have several people that we've interacted with that we kind of know that also entered the contest. Right. Old Chris, just a guy who listens to the podcast. I'm super into that. We didn't want to set up those rules like if you know us, you can't enter kind of thing. But by the same token, we were hoping it would be somebody we didn't know anything about. Right. And it was. Yep. It looks like he's got kind of a pug thing, and I'm into pugs. Looks like he's got himself a new baby. Maybe. A recent baby. Family stuff. Congrats. Yeah, Chris, enjoy that pug. I hope he digs on the dweller. Because I do. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I bet Eddie Van Halen has and has had multiple jet skis. Like he keeps crashing them? I could imagine the dudes in Van Halen, you know, Lake Havasu, houseboat, fucking jet ski bullshit, party boat boys. Uh Old dudes, shirt off, riding jet skis with 20-year-old girlfriends. 
I'm making a lot of assumptions here. Maybe Ed yeah. puts on a robe and slippers. Yeah. Gets home at night. Yep. Starts a little fire. The dog is there yep. and he puts his feet up and yep. does Sudoku. You don't um, know? No, I don't know. Beverages? Right? <laughs> Great. That was super smooth. Man, we are like 50-some episodes in, and sometimes we still have hiccups. Hiccups. You know? Whatever. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I got a beverage. You got a beverage? I got a beverage. What do you got? I got a Boiling Bottling Company Black Cherry. Ooh. Black Cherry Boiling Bottling Company Soda. Bottled under the authority of Boiling Bottling Company. Is that a good slogan? Is that catchy? Rolls off the tongue. Established 1891. Wow. They're right straight out of New York. 43rd Street. Yeah, they don't need a slogan. What'd you buy? I got a dad's old-fashioned root beer. That's a fucking classic It is. Right you, know, you know what their slogan is? Uh, Drink this shit. Dad's, because <laughs> I said so. That's yeah, why. Exactly. <laughs> it's America's premium root beer. Did you know that? Don't make me come back there. Dads, don't make me stop <laughs> don't, this car. Exactly. Whatever it is, no. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Oh, that sounds great. I said it earlier when you were playing. Man, the clean tone on that guitar is killer. You know it's what this really guitar is? nice. Yes, I do. It's a Music Man Stingray. Is it a Stingray 1 or 2? It is a Stingray 1. This guitar came out in 1976. 76 was our great nation's 200th anniversary, the bicentennial. You know those $2 bills? Those aren't 76, are they? Yeah, they started making those $2 bills in like 76, and I don't know, maybe 76 to like 80 or something. Happy birthday, here's a $2 bill. Yeah, I love them. I have a little stack of them. Every time I get a $2 bill, I save it. I do too. I just think they're cool, and you never see them anymore. Because everybody's saving them for the apocalypse. Yeah, exactly, the $2 apocalypse. Everything's going to go south. Except $2 bills. Yeah. Regular currency will be worthless. People will be burning $100 bills. Yep. But those $2 bills. Please, sir, I need a gallon of gas to get to the next apocalypse. (laughs) $2 bills only. (laughs) I can't wait. Yep. There's a lot of great stuff in the 70s, though, that way. Chico and the Man. $6 million man. SWAT. Dallas. MASH. Welcome back, Cotter. Laverne and Shirley. Beretta with... uh, The murderer. Allegedly, John. Allegedly. Allegedly. Killed his wife. Wife at the time. Yeah. Waltons. Who watches bullshit shows like that? Me. <laughs> the Waltons. Did you? It's great. You want to know about this guitar? <laughs> this is our spin-off podcast where yeah. we just talk about 70s, 70s TV. TV. So just a little recap. In 1971, yep. uh-huh. Forrest White and this guy Tom Walker. This is a Music Man recap, I guess. It is, yes. Okay. So Forrest White from Fenderland. Yeah. It's like, fuck Fender. Fuck Fender. I want to start my own thing. Right. I'm going to call it Trisonics. He was friends with Fender, though, right? Like, he was. Did he get a loan from Fender or something? Is this one of those companies? Kind of did. God damn, I you. pay Look attention sometimes, John. Look at you remembering so stuff. Leo actually gave a lot of these dudes some cash. And that's what he did here. Okay. He was involved in 1971 as a silent partner. Leo. Yeah. Okay. Because he was still under a non-compete agreement with CBS. Mm-hmm. That deal mm-hmm. having taken place... In 65. Right. When CBS bought Fender. Man, so six years later, he's still under non-compete. Ten years. Wow. He couldn't let anybody know he was doing shit until until 75. Wow. Okay. So when Forrest and Tom are like, hey, can you help us with Trisonics? He's like, yeah, just don't tell anybody. 
1974 sure. is when they would change the name actually to Music Man. Trisonics. Yeah. Okay. The apocryphal story behind that is when they're sitting in a room, Leo and Forrest and Tom, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. trying to think of names other than Trisonics. Yeah. They couldn't agree on anything. And Leo's just shooting them all down. Yeah. And then our guy, Forrest, probably, is like, oh, you're such a smart guy. You're the Music Man. Why don't you come up with a name? Boom. That was it, right? That was it. I feel very proud of myself when I remember that's, stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, that was 74, so it was only one year later. Yeah. 75. 75. Now his non-compete has expired. Dunzo. So he can come out of the shadows. Oh, my God. And become the president of Music Man. Yeah. Oh. What had Leo been doing, though, while he was under that NDA before Forrest White approaches him in 71? I bet he was sciencing shit. He was sciencing shit. Yeah. He had a CLF research, Clarence Leonidas Fender. Is that his name? That is his name. What's a Clarence, Clarence? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he was at CLF research, uh, okay. sciencing shit. Huh. Figuring stuff out. Yep. Which was fortunate because when he finally did come on as the president of Music Man, he had a kind of built-in company that could build whatever they were going to make. Right. So, as the president of Music Man, mm-hmm. Leo contracted his company, oh. CLF Research, to make yep. the instruments. Yep. Music Man itself concentrated on amplifiers. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. You had a Music Man amplifier. I did. I did. Yeah. I had one yeah. of those 130-watt uh, 410 bangers. Yeah. That's yeah. why Forrest and Tom went to Leo in the first place. Hey, Leo, we want to make amps. We want to have this company. Can you yeah. help us? Yeah. So when Leo becomes president, he's like, I got a company that could make guitars. Yeah. All right. So the first guitar they introduced is this one I hold in my hands. Okay. This is a 1976 Stingray. It is super fucking heavy. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Made out of ash. What year was the PVT-60? 78. That thing looks a hell of a lot like a T-60. I think the natural body and then the big chrome hardware stuff. Am I crazy? You're not crazy. Okay, good. Yep. How much did this Stingray cost, Ed? You figure in 1976. First guitar, first year. I'm betting that Fender sort of banked on his name. I would bet it's a little more than a 76 Strat or Telecaster. Okay. I'm going to say this thing was $949. $495. Wow. Is this in Fender, California? It is. Fullerton. Okay. $490? $495 is about $2,200 in today dollars. And you had okay. to pay extra for the case, by the way. You had to pay 90 bucks for the case, which is like 400 bucks today. Wow. So all told, guitar and case, 585 bucks, which is 2,600 bucks today. It does have a lot of things that we should probably get into that he thought were going to make it interesting. Okay. So it's got two Music Man humbucking pickups. Yep. First thing to say about them is they are active. This guitar takes a battery. Yeah. I know you yeah. like that. Yeah. There's a master volume, a master tone, like okay. you've come to expect yep, on yep, stuff. Yep. There's a four-way pickup selector, which is a kind of rotary yeah. arm thing. It's kind of like the 335 chicken head knob kind of thing, but like a really long... Right. It's like a lever Yeah. in the bridge position. Yep. And up. Yep. Yep. 
all these. I mean, the, yeah, you get a lot of tone out of it. So here's where it gets funny, though. Okay. You want to split those coils? There's a there's a little toggle switch. Okay. Oh. Now I'm in single coil mode. Okay. Now that's pretty trebly, right? It's great. Yeah. The funny thing is about that trebly sound. Mm-hmm. It was considered by many to be way too trebly, but not trebly enough for our man Leo. <laughs> right. It, it, haven't we said in the past that Leo, they think his hearing was going, and people were always like, oh, God, it's too bright, Leo, and Leo's in the back, like when everyone goes to lunch, Leo's uh-huh. like cranking the treble. He put more treble into the circuit, and then yep. uh, his partners, like Forrest White, were like, oh, man, you can't do that. That's just right. like abrasive. Right. Uh, take that out. And then when Forrest would leave the building, Leo would go back to the dudes on the line and be like, yeah, put that back in. What are they going to do, right? It's it's It's, Leo Fender. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So not only can you split the coils, but let's see if I can get the trebliest thing I can in split coils. That's kind of a lot, right? But no. Let's add another knob. Oh. To roll some shit back. Oh, Jesus. That's weird. So in the 70s, yeah. musicians were like, this is fucking unusable. What am I going right. to do with this? Right. It's kind of nice. I'm- yeah. I'm into it. This is the stuff that was driving Forrest White nuts. <laughs> and Fender was like... Uh, no, yeah, it sounds great. Sounds nice and full because he could finally hear the high end. Right. <laughs> that his right. hearing was missing. Yeah. How old was he? Like when he died? Yeah. He was up there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Leo. Look at that range. Yeah, that's crazy. I like it. You know what? I kind of do too. I have not picked it up, so I don't know. You just said it's like fucking heavy, but... The literature said it weighs 8.8 pounds. Yeah. I'm not so sure, dude. Hand that over. I just want to pick it up. I just want to see. Okay. It's heavy, but it's not... I don't know that it's like 13 pounds or anything. Really? No. Maybe I'm just having a weak day. I That could be. Could be. I think there's a few other guitars where we've talked about the tonal range of the guitar being wide enough that you could be a recording studio guy. And get a lot out of it. With one tool. In their day, uh, musicians didn't agree with that. I guess there was not enough that was compelling for them to stop using the tellies and the strats and the Les Pauls and all of that. Right. And it started getting weird kind of quickly. So if this thing comes out in 76... Mm Mm-hmm. By 79, Leo cuts ties with Music Man altogether. Carter comes in in 78. Carter's out in 80. This is the story of America. Yeah, so 79, Leo's had it with Music Man. A lot of arguing going on. Huh. You know what it was about? (laughs) Treble. (laughs) Well, that too. (laughs) Leo's side company, CLF, that said, hey, we'll make the guitars for you. Right, right. Uh, I guess the finishes, a lot of them crackled or fell off or whatever. They sucked. Uh-huh. And had to be sent back to CLF to be redone. So Music Man was telling Leo's other company, like, the hey. finish sucks, redo it. Right. So then Leo's like, okay, fuck you. <laughs> and so now Music Man's like, shit, now we have all these leftover bodies. 
Right. Now we have all these leftover necks. Uh, by this point, they they were making bases too. Shit, what are yep. we gonna do? So they contract a guy to use up all the rest of the bodies and the necks. Okay. To finish it like however many instruments you can out of what's left over. Right. So we can be done with this. Right. That guy. Yeah. Who is it? Grover Jackson. I don't remember his deal exactly. Jackson Guitars. Oh, great. Yeah. Did we do Jackson? We have not yet done a Jackson. There are a lot of guitars out there. We haven't done a Charvel. Nope. We haven't done a Jackson. There's a lot of 80s stuff in there that would be super interesting. Yeah. Okay, so Jackson, dude. Yeah, so Jackson steps in and makes use of all the rest of those bodies and finishes that up for them. Huh. So Leo splits because he's pissed. He goes to found GNL. I got to tell you, the headstock on the Music Man, yeah, superior to the GNL headstock. I'm not into that little horn hook thing. No, I like this headstock better. It's six on a side. This guy's yeah. a six yeah. on a side. It's pre the four two thing that you right. hate. I wonder when they started doing that. Uh, Probably post Leo. Yeah, I bet Leo would be like, "Fuck you guys." That's right. Four and two. That's crazy. That's gonna make it not trebly enough. <laughs> <laughs> So he takes George Fullerton and, and our man Dale and starts GNL. 79. See you later, suckers. So Fullerton was at Music Man as well. He was not. He oh, just gets okay. together he with just, George. Okay. Hey, George. Okay. These uh, Music Man guys, fuck yeah. them. They don't know Treble. What do they know from Treble? <laughs> <laughs> All the parts are gone. Leo's gone. So in 1980, they don't really have much of a choice. They discontinue the Stingray. 76 to 80. Guitarists didn't like them anyway. The feeling in the 70s, I guess, was that's an awful lot of fucking trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Jesus. You can imagine Leo just like, wow, that sounds wonderful. Everybody else in the factory going, who's going to tell him? I'm not going to tell him. You tell him. You know who I can imagine playing this guitar? Who? Steve Albini, because he does that really abrasive guitar tone. With the dirt on it. Yeah, it's not that bad. Sure enough, Ed, the people that like that kind of extreme sound kind of dug it. It wouldn't surprise me if Steve Albini liked it. Yeah. Uh, I've already said not many people were playing these, but I did find an example. Okay. It's the only example I could find. Is it you too? I'm sure, no. (laughs) And it's not R.E.M. Okay, shit. And it's not the Carpenters. The Police. It's not the Police either. God damn it. Sonic Youth. Oh. Listen to that treble. What? So you can imagine it fitting in for these guys. It's a song called Schizophrenia off the album Sister. Do you know which one of them was playing it? Ronaldo. Yeah. Boy, that is a... Uh... <laughs> Imagine them arguing with him over this. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> Old I'm man like... Leo, like, oh, that sounds great. Set it and forget it. Yep. It's all you need. Even without Leo, though. Okay. They wouldn't last too much longer. In 84, that's when they sold to Ernie Ball. Okay. These things are not that expensive. Oh, really? 
Yeah, you can get these for like 800 bucks. Yeah, that's killer. A, wow. A vintage Leo Fender designed guitar. Yeah. I imagine that is like pretty comparable to a mid-late 70s T60. I think it's better. If those two were sitting on the wall, I'd take the Stingray any day of the week. Larger pole bangers? Like quarter pounders. They attract and store treble. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a superly... Superly? Very superly. It looks superly well yeah. put together. Let's try it with a pedal. Oh, yeah. What did you bring today, Ed? Oh, uh, V1 of the Earthquaker Devices Disaster Transport Delay Pedal. Delay Pedal. Delay. Ooh, okay, I'm turning okay. it on. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. You know, that's a pretty heavy... You know, I think repeats are a little past noon, you know, so you can, yeah. So the thing with this is there's actually modulation as well, and you can dial in the modulation separately. Separately. So uh, there's a bypass switch for the modulation. Okay, I just put on modulation. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, and so you can dial the modulation in separate from the actual delay and then you can turn the modulation on and off independently so you can keep delay going so then you can just like oh yeah ooh um let's dirt this up yeah That's a cool pedal, Ed. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> so that, Ed, yeah. that is the short, sweet, kind of sad story of Leo and the... Did they, did they, let me just ask, did they come out with any other, did they have other models, Music Man, in that like four-year period? They Was did. There... They had one called the Saber. Oh, right. <laughs> You know what I haven't done this episode, Ed? I don't know. Uh, Flat out wank. God. That's pretty nice, huh? <laughs> yes, that's very nice, John. <laughs> that's very, very nice. I knew you'd like that. Yeah. Where did we get this guitar? We got this guitar from our good friends at Thunder Road Guitars. Oh, they're great. Yeah, thunderroadguitars.com. Yep. Here in beautiful West Seattle, Washington, Ed. And Portland. And Portland. Don't forget about Portland. No, nobody would ever forget about our Portland. friends to the south. Yes, neighbors you know. to the south. Right. Hey, thanks for coming today, Ed, even though, uh, you know, it's hot out. Yeah, no problem. And the cats are shedding. Yeah, where can people find us? We can be found on Instagram. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Go to Facebook if you want. Go Twitter. To... I hit the Twitter every oh, once in a Twitter. while. I, I send the tweet or two. That's true. The, the... highgain.com. Yep, yep. Our uh, actual web presence. Facebook. 
Facebook. Yep. Yep. I started a new podcast, John. What's it called? Peterson on Pattinson. What do you do? I talk about Robert Pattinson, the actor. Website. Twilight. PeteOnPat.com. Nice. It's really dumb. <laughs>